Hey there, Danny with Right Foot Down. I messed up this ad read so many times because I really wanted to tell you about Track Monkey Apparel. They make great quality, enthusiast shirts along with hats, stickers, watches, patches, you name it. A couple of my personal favorites are their Life is Better at the Track tee and their One Track Mind tee. You should really check them out and see for yourself. Their products are great for you or the gearhead in your life. Visit trackmonkeyapparel.com. You're listening to the Untitled Car Show in partnership with RightFootDown.com. Visit RightFootDown for your daily automotive fix. If you enjoyed today's program, please tell a friend. It's the best way to support this show. If you want to visit the archives, go to YouTube and search for Untitled Car Show. That'll bring you to the archived episodes. If you want to follow this show, just search for Untitled Car Show on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. You can always send an email to the show at untitledcarshow at rightfootdown.com. We're so glad you decided to spend the next hour or so with us. Without further ado, let's get into today's program. Hello, and thank you for joining me on the show today. I have Dave from Team Clearcoat, and I'm uh, I'm not even going to try the last name because that seems like an impossible task. Um, so Dave is the kind of happy and fun element of the show, whereas Ian is more of the, uh, we'll say, grounded individual. Like um, Dave, thank you so much for joining me today. Wow. Okay. Let's see here. A uh, lot to unpack there. So uh, first of all, you're not facing any new challenge uh, or any challenge that every single teacher that I have ever had uh, you know, didn't have on the first day of school by trying to pronounce my last name, mm-hmm. uh, Severnuck. Yeah, mm-hmm. so normally it would go David Seva, Seva, Seva and I'd just go here, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, they, don't sweat it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm uh, half of the Team Clear Coat podcast, uh, and I would like to offer you an apology out of the gate, Mike. Oh. I know you would rather have Ian here, and I'm sorry you're stuck with me. Mm. I, I was thinking about this the other day, uh, you know, so I'm not denying that. Uh, no, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I, I was thinking about this. I don't know if I've brought this up on the show before, but like I, I was sitting around, I was listening to your show and I was like, you know, I think if like there was like an angel and like a demon on my shoulders, I think it would be the two of you because there's like, you're like, uh, oh, here's a quote. I know you watch Rick and Morty, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that's a, that's a fantastic idea for Ian and I. Yeah, okay. So, like, you know when, like, they in the most recent episode when they suck all the uh, uh, bad parts of themselves out? Yes. That, yeah. That's, uh-huh. that, that's, yeah, that's like, toxins. yeah, the toxins. That, that's like you and Ian. I think that's how that works. So. Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> Uh, no, no, no. Ian, Ian is hilarious. Uh, I could not do this podcast without him. And uh, it, and I did like that when uh, you sent a Twitter direct message to uh, our shared Twitter account, um, I replied back first, and I could pr- I could just hear you sa- silently say on the other end, "Shit, Dave." <laughs> yeah, no, I'm actually yeah. I'm glad to have you because there's uh, something I specifically want to ask you as someone who's recently uh, learned to like coffee, and that's what coffee should i allow myself to drink and what coffee should i be ashamed that i'm drinking 
Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, we can, we can certainly talk about that. Yeah. Um, I've, I've been drinking coffee for a long time. Um, I remember when I was in middle school, my mom would send me out to the bus stop with a styrofoam cup of instant coffee with tons of cream and sugar in it. And uh, I, I'd drink it like a tiny little businessman uh, on, on the corner of our cul-de-sac waiting for the school bus. And I would, I would get on the bus and throw my little styrofoam cup in the, in the bus driver's trash can. And I just remember the bus driver like first looking at me like, what the hell is with this little kid? Like he's down in coffee already. And uh, and the whole thing about stunting growth, like I'm six foot four, maybe I'd be like seven feet tall if I didn't drink coffee so young. Um, but co- coffee and I, coffee and I go way back. I we go way back. Um, and uh, obviously, I've had enough of it today. You've reached me at what I call peak caffeine. Um, so if I ever try to do like a job interview or anything like that, typically 11 a.m. to noon Mountain Time, that's the best time to get me. Um, <laughs> but I, I spent a long time drinking nothing but single origin coffee uh, out of a French press, uh, like nine years, just to kind of figure out what I really like. Uh, you know, like Ethiopian, Kenyan, uh, Indonesian, like, you know, and just kind of really trying to hone in on uh, the flavors that I liked from each region, like what each region had to offer and kind of figure out my palate from there. And it wasn't anything I really set out to do. Like coffee is honestly just like, that is my vice. I always say everybody has a vice and, and coffee is truly mine. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you, if you find a coffee that you like drinking just black, you know, uh, then go for that. Uh, just kind of think about, you know, uh, what kind of other foods or beers that you like I don't drink, um, but I know that there's a lot of uh, parallels between, like, flavor profiles for beer to coffee. So, like, something from uh, East Africa, like a Kenyan or a Yemen, would be something, like, a little bit darker and chocolatey um, versus something from uh, Central or South American that would have a little bit more fruit or citrus to it. So, yeah, yeah. I I think from there you can really, you know, start to hone in. Um yeah, hone in on what you like. So this is one of those things where I always attribute it to like when I was first starting to get into cars because I used to be the flat brimmed like Subaru driver who just would down a whole bunch of energy drinks because that's what sure. I would do is like yeah. a, just fucking energy drinks like that's all I could have because they taste like candy. Get, like why not? Yeah, you get WRX and there's two Monster Energies just opened inside of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think they force you to drink it out of a funnel before they'll actually let you get to WRX. I think <laughs> yeah, that's how yeah, that works. Yeah, a keg stand, a monster energy keg stand, yeah. Yeah. But now, now that I've, I feel it's a little bit more grown up to drink the coffee, and I've recent, I, I have this thing, I don't know if you have this, and I think this is a good thing for people to have in the world, where about once every six months I go, maybe I should try coffee again, and the last time around it was like oh, this isn't bad let me try to get into this i also have that okay. with bloody mary's occasionally and uh sure yeah I, a couple of other alcoholic beverages where i'm like oh maybe i like this nope still tastes like butthole um but coffee <laughs> recently went from butthole to like oh this is kind of good so okay okay yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so I, should, I, I just, oh go ahead go ahead i was gonna say should i be ashamed of drinking stuff from like dunkin donuts though should i like keep that hidden somewhere like... No, 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 not, not one bit. So 
a couple things. Um, that cycle of trying something like every six months, I do that exact same thing with pickles. I, <laughs> I don't really like pickles, but I, but I'm I'm always like, you know, I just want to make sure. I want to make sure I'm not missing anything. And I'll have a pickle, and they'll be like, "Yeah, no, that, I'm I'm good, I'm good." Um, but for as far as stuff like Dunkin' Donuts goes, I think Dunkin' Donuts has nailed down their coffee to the point where it's so drinkable. Like you could drink a Home Depot bucket full of it and not get tired of it. Like it's not like it's not like some crazy bold, you know, like intense flavor. It's just like a smooth session coffee. And so like you can drink it all day and there's a lot to be said for that. Like you need that and you need like, you know, you don't want to eat like six pounds of dark chocolate. You know, you might, you want like just like a really good little bit of dark chocolate, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and, but Dunkin' Donuts is like that Hershey bar that's, that's freaking good and you can eat the whole thing. Mm. Yeah, I get yeah. that. Yeah, I, so good. So I, I have a basically a Home Depot container of coffee from Dunkin' Donuts yeah. with me at the moment. So oh. nice, nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, what are you drinking? I know you said you made yourself some coffee before you came over here. I'm feeling the yeah, speed so, start to pick up on my end too. But yeah, go on. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rocket sauce is working. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, I have uh, just for what I make at home. I have a few things. I have an AeroPress. I have a French press. But then I also have two Nespresso machines. And I, I really like those just for, um, you know, getting coffee quick, like an entire cup quick. Um, you know, I, I tried the Keurig thing for a while, and I still do that at work just because it's there. But, um, yeah, you know, so I, I, I like Nespresso's stuff, and I just have a cup of, I can't remember what it's called, but it's the uh, Orange Pod, and it's, uh, it's really good. This is proof to me that we live in the future because, like, oh, I had yeah. the orange pot for my coffee today. Yeah, right, right, yeah, exactly. And what's strange to me too is I have the same thing with pickles because about once every six months I'm like, oh yeah, pickles, that's a thing. Nope, still, yeah. still like tastes like butthole. So, <laughs> that's yeah, how not to not make another Rick and Morty reference, but yeah, pickles, pickles. Yeah, yeah. there's got to be. Hmm, is I don't have a car like that. I do have to say the Aztec, though, is like speaking of stuff that tastes like butthole, the Aztec is growing on me. And oh, I don't... yeah. You know, yeah. I, and I wanted to, as soon as you mentioned like that kind of cycle, I wanted to, I, my mind kind of started going about like what are the cars in our peripheral view like that or that we kind of keep at arm's length, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like or the, or that there might be some shame associated, like some perceived shame that you might think you should carry for liking a certain car yeah yeah let's get into that what what do you think uh besides the aztec or or tell me more about the aztec well first of all see this is his this is why it's fun to have other podcasters on because they're good at this um so uh, i i've decided i have no shame in my life anymore i'm just going through life like admitting to everything at this point because i'm old and i have no i no longer care so you know what i like the smart car and i like the mirage so I will okay. not apologize for that. Um, no, own it. Own it, buddy. Own and, it. And I want a hot pink Mirage because they come in pink, and that is amazing. So That pink color that they make that in is so good. It's so good. It, it, yeah. It, it it almost looks like it's edible when you see that color. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I can see that. Yeah it, yeah, it does have a hard candy shell. I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. 
So I like the smart car. I like the Mirage. Um, I, and that's kind of like where I think a lot of people like, well, I don't quite understand those cars. Um, but I do think there is a point of like the cars you see in your periphery where you're like, no, nah, I don't, I don't want. And this is, oh, here's a good one. So on the six month cycle. So my wife owns a crossover because I blew up our station wagon twice. So she's like, I'm buying the car next time and got us the crossover. So about oh yeah, you've you've been removed from having those privileges. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, no, it's a Volvo V70R. It's a safe car. It'll be fine. Like, like, and two head gaskets later, like, wow, well, we gotta go yeah. sell it for what? Yeah. So we got a. It's actually chocolate brown Ford Escape. It, it's you know, it looks delicious. Of keeping with our food theme, and my other car is orange, which also looks edible. I'm starting to uh-huh. notice a trend yeah. in my cars. So, but about once every six months, I drive that thing, and I'm like. Nope, this is why I don't like crossovers. Like, like I'll, we'll go out on a road right. trip and I'll drive it. And I'll be like, no, this is this is why I don't like these things. Like, I can't get into yeah. them. Yeah. And yeah, I, I don't know. Have you had the misfortune of having to drive a crossover? Uh, yeah. So I've driven. Um, my parents used to have the first generation Ford Escape, and that was a horrid little car. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just it felt like you were driving the color beige. It was bad. Um, I'm trying to think of the, oh, oh yeah. I had my infinity in for service for the Takata airbag recall a while ago. And they gave me a QX 30, that weird, it almost looked like a station wagon infinity. Yeah. And that thing was bad, man. That thing was really bad. I, I, I don't know. Like if, if, if there is any way for infinity to start getting back towards what they were doing in the mid two thousands, I would, I would be 100% behind those efforts, but the the crossovers and what they're doing now is is not is not that it's it's no good. It's almost an Infinity and Nissan seem to have just come to this realization of like we're just going to like give the Americans exactly what they want till they just get so sick and fucking tired of it that we can start designing fun stuff again. Like I feel like it's almost like when a parent goes like, "Oh, you like to smoke? Here, here's a fucking pack. Just keep smoking and see what happens." Like, make him vomit and throw oh, up from yeah. it. Yeah. It's like, you want quirky? You want weird? Here's a Nissan Juke. Go, like, that's a small SUV. Just go fucking deal with it. Just like, here's so many of them, you're just going to get sick and fucking tired of it. You want a crossover? Here's a fucking crossover. You want a giant SUV? Here's the giant Q or whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and just like, make us so sick and tired of those things. They're like, all right, are you ready for a K car now? We're going to bring in a K car, and you're going to love it. Right? Yeah. So. Yeah. That's what I hope is going on, and I hope it's just not a, like, cynical money play, like, just keep giving the fat Americans fat, ugly cars and just keep raking in that money, you know, or yen, whatever they call it over there. I don't don't know, man, because they're not alone. I mean, it's, you know, Ian and I have talked about it time and time again on the show, like, is it, is it manufacturers, you know, meeting consumer demand, or is it consumers buying what the manufacturers are selling and and like that weird dichotomy between trying to figure out uh like who's really like what are the real motivations here you know and i I, yeah i i I don't know i don't know at at some point i would like to see you know like think about infinity right like they could be doing they could be laying down like luxury versions of a gtr they, they could be doing that. They could be making like the Audi R8 equivalent of the GTR, but they're not doing that. Mm-hmm. And, and why? Like, there's really nothing stopping them from doing that. And 
and, and yeah, I, I don't know. They they have pedigree, they have history, they they have a lot at their disposable or at their disposal, but they just keep yeah, they're they're not making anything I'm digging, you know. Yeah. No. I I don't know. I don't know. And that's kind of my hope of they recently purchased a controlling stake in Mitsubishi that they just start like going like, well, let's just see, let's just throw all of Mitsubishi's weird world cars at the wall in America and see what sticks. Because like, yeah, I know you've talked to some of the industry folks and I've, I don't know why uh, I, I have an infinity for Mitsubishi and they have an infinity for me, which is amazing now. Um, but like yeah. every, every time I talk to one of their reps or one of the people when I go out to like a car show or something, it's always like, you know, did you expect the first question I almost always ask is like, what did you think would happen with the Mirage? And typically it's like, we thought it would sell okay, but like the fact that we had to like double like production time of that car is just amazing to us. That's also why we'll right. never see a hot hatch version of it because they're like, that car is selling like hotcakes. We're not touching it. Like we're not fucking around with that. Yeah. 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 Don't mess with success. Yeah. yeah. So I figure if they, well, if that was a success and we weren't really planning on it, maybe we can throw some of their other weird shit at the Americans and just see what kind of sticks. That's my hope. I don't think that's going to yeah. happen, but yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I don't know. We, we can hope. I think like largely in America, there's the perception that you, you must have all wheel drive and, and ground clearance yes. and you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Do I don't know. Do you think that all-wheel drive and ground clearance thing is more of a pisses you off more living out where you're at or pisses me off more where I'm at? Because where you're at, I can kind of see the argument for all-wheel drive, seeing as how you're, like, out, like, above the atmosphere and it snows all the fucking time out there. So you kind of need that occasionally, whereas yep. I live at sea level and it hardly ever snows. No, So I, I think that the... The, the perception versus the reality is is really different here so the you know I, do you ever deal with ice storms out your way at all um not where i'm at at the moment i used to live in ice storms territory but okay. not anymore yeah 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 it, and i'm from missouri you know where yeah. uh, which explains my accent and limited vocabulary but <laughs> um and your but, love of all things that cause diabetes yeah so. exactly right yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, in Missouri, we would get sheet ice because the humidity normally rides like 79 to 90% out there. That's just normal. Yeah. And, uh, and so like in the, in the Midwest, like in the plains, you, you deal with a lot more humidity, sheet ice and, and all wheel drive with studs or, you know, with proper ice tires is much more effective. Uh, so I would almost say that like all wheel drive is more necessary when you're dealing with like sheet ice. But more importantly than anything else, it's a proper set of tires that are ready to go for it because nothing matters. Nothing matters. You could be in a Morgan three-wheeler doing donuts, you know, it, but put some, uh, you know, studs on it and you could plow through some ice. Yeah. Um, but in Colorado, everything's fluffy and dry and uh, we have to drink water all the time because we have no humidity up here. And uh, it, and really, I mean, it it doesn't snow much in Denver where I am. Um, if you are one of those people, and, and I'm not one of these people, so I don't quite get the mentality, but the people that drive up to go skiing every single weekend, you know, I, I could see having the assurance of all-wheel drive, but for day-to-day -day city living in, in Denver, even through the winter, front-wheel drive, you know, or just a straight-up proper set of snow or ice tires will get you a long way. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it'll certainly get you, you know, like that, that 95%. And, and that's the whole thing. Like a lot of people buy vehicles for that 5% of time, right? Yeah. Thinking about like, thinking about having to commute in a vehicle, like, uh, you know, that can crawl over rocks, you know, but you're stuck in traffic in it, like 90% of the time, it, like I, I want to buy a car that I, that, that I'm comfortable living in, you know, like with all the, the Colorado traffic, not for that 5% time, because for that 5% of time, I'm going to make other arrangements. I'm going to ride with friends. I'm going to get to a different trailhead and then you know, like a more accessible trailhead and mountain bike from there or, you know, something like that. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's weird. Like living for that, you know, making a purchase that huge for, you know, 5% of your life. Mm-hmm. And, I have several thoughts on that, but one of the things I'd love is because you're a known car personality, so I'm sure you get a lot of people coming up to you asking you, like, what car should I get? And they'll run you through all their criteria, and you'll give them the answer, and they're always like, well, that doesn't have four-wheel drive. It's like, all right. But I get a lot of this where it's, my counter to that is always go out and buy an extra set of tires and an extra set of wheels in case it snows and you have to get to wherever you're getting like oh i don't want to spend that extra money i'm like a set of snow tires and wheels like steelies is going to cost you less than the markup for an all-wheel drive car like right it, it makes no yep. sense to me and it's like well does it really make that much of a difference it makes a hell of a lot more of a difference doing that than getting all-wheel drive but, oh yeah yeah, yeah. It, it, and i always think about like the long-term maintenance cost because i i am a cheap bastard <laughs> i am noted cheap bastard uh, so if I, if I have to replace tires, I, I want to have to replace them minimum in a pair, right? Yeah. I don't want to have to replace like all four because of some wonky all wheel drive system that can't handle tires of different diameters, you know? And yeah, so like that, that, that kind of stuff, you know, like there's construction like crazy in Denver. So people are, are getting flat tires all the time and, you know, like just those day-to-day costs that can really kind of come up and bite you from all-wheel drive. Like, it, it it is more moving parts. You know, you adding to the complexity of the system does make it more prone to failure. You know, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, yeah. And plus, like, god damn it, Craigslist is a thing. Get, go on Craigslist, get some steel wheels, go put some fresh winter meats on them, and call the day. You know, yeah, yeah that's 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 the way to go for me. It, mm-hmm. I I have a buddy of mine that had. He had the last generation, or the very first Saab 9.3, which is 1999. It was the uh, HOT, the uh, the hot, the high output turbo, right? Yeah. And so it's just front wheel drive, you know, five door hatchback, right? He had that, and he had a uh, uh, Toyota 4Runner, like a 1989 or 90 Toyota 4Runner, just a standard V6 manual transmission four-wheel drive, you know, just a, a, a nice, solid old forerunner, which might as well be made out of gold in today's market, but yeah. especially in Colorado. But uh, so he had those two cars and he wanted to combine, he wanted to get down to one car and have one car that could do everything. And I, I kept telling him like, dude, like you have like the best snow car in the world, the forerunner, like just get something like to replace the Saab that's even more sporty and more impractical you know, and thankfully he bought an Audi TT. Uh, can't remember what year, but it's a freaking hoot, man! It's mm-hmm. awesome, and 
yeah and and so like making that compromise you know it's just it's not worth it in my in my opinion it's not worth it well it's like anything in life when something claims to be an all-in-one or fits all sizes whatever you want it's always crap i mean it's kind of like the harbor freight thing in life if you need to do it once like go to harbor freight get the cheapest one if you need to do it a hundred times you're better off just buying the right tool for the job so yeah you know i kind of you know and the other thing too is we're ugly americans we got land we got space why don't we just all embrace this and just start buying like you know people look at me sideways because i have three cars two of them works but they're like why do you need three cars like because i want three cars and i have the area for it so why not have that extra vehicle also, it's actually cheaper for insurance, which is weird. Um, but, uh, you know, we have space, especially out in the middle of this country, where you could be like, here's the car in case it snows. Here's the car in case it's fun outside. Here's the car in case I have to cart eight kids and, you know, all their equipment to soccer practice. You know, cars, they're not cheap, but, again, Craigslist is a thing. And especially if you just go set an alert. This is I said this in another episode, but if you just set an alert for DWI, and just like body style truck, like you can get like so many cheap trucks, no matter where you are in the country, because people who make mistakes in life tend to drive pickup trucks because they can't get employed other places because then they have to contract and they really can't work for another guy because they punch a prior boss in their face. So a lot of free or basically free pickup trucks show up on Craigslist all the time because people make stupid mistakes and you should take advantage of it. People listening. So. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's that's the logic I'm going to use to obtain my next tow vehicle. Uh, so I will certainly do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I I would assume largely we're preaching to the choir here. Like you know, I'm, I'm familiar with the audience of your show, my show. You know, like yeah. The, I mean, obviously you're here because you like cars yeah. and. Yeah, and, and so, like, a lot of times more cars is not something that you're going to shy away from. Yeah, I, I don't know. We, we're we doing what we're doing because we think it's right, and and we're looking at people that are doing something differently and saying, like, mm, that's not right. That's not what I would do, mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I But I think if you want a car that does everything well, what you should really yeah. go out and get is a, a Chrysler Pacifica. You know what? Like honestly, I would I would uh, take a Chrysler Pacifica Hybrid any day of the week. I I love that car so much. Ian and I had the pleasure of reviewing it, mm-hmm. and uh, we put we're making a huge push into YouTube and and doing formal video reviews or, you know, quote unquote reviews. But you know, like videos with the cars that we now have access to, mm-hmm. and uh, we we had access to a Chrysler Pacifica Hybrid in Estes Park, Colorado. Uh, got to drive it up to Estes Park and uh, around the town and everything, and it was, god damn it, it was such an amazing car. I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to spoil all the fun you had with it. I do have to say, though, I really do think that of all the cars that came out you know, in the last couple of years, I do think that's one of the most important ones because I do think when we make this move towards self-driving vehicles, a car like that is going to be the best platform to really base that on because it is so comfortable. It is so nice and it's almost got all the technology you need in it already. And you just plug it in every night. So, yeah. 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 Like it it has such a, 
an appeal to me. Like it was actually fun to drive through the mountains. The hybrid power makes it drive really well. Um, you know, the, the handling was, it, it was so surprising. It was so, so much better than you would think it would be. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's like, if you see like a movie with like James Franco and I don't know, like, I, yeah, I, I don't know, like Aziz Ansari's mother. And like, all of a sudden it turns out to be like the most amazing thing. But like you went in with like the lowest expectations because you're like, oh, freaking James Franco. How good could this be? He's not going to saw his arm off again. Um, you know, like, it, but like, it turns out it's like being John Malkovich or something, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it, it's a great, it's a great car. And, and it does serve as a great platform moving forward. Like it is a super nice place to be. I, I, Denver traffic sucks, you know? Uh, and I, I would not have a problem being stuck in Denver traffic in that car. Mm -hmm. Especially if it was a place where you could hop in the back seat and yeah, you know, just, right play on your cell phone and have your ass blasted with air. Um, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, highest powered seat coolers I have ever felt. It was like they had a leaf blower underneath there. Yeah. If you're into awful. that sort of thing, you know, some, yeah, <laughs> I don't understand why you wouldn't be. Yeah. Uh, so, so switching gears here a little bit, I saw something in the news that for whatever reason, I think, you would have an opinion on are you familiar with uh juice rio yeah i i am i i i really enjoyed watching that entire corporate debacle you know from afar um yeah uh that was uh that was i think the the like the investment capital uh venture funding term for that is uh shit show yeah yeah so that was hilarious so for those of you who may be listening to the show for the first time, which God help you, um, and you have never heard Dave, Dave is a weird combination of he likes sugar and coffee, but he also rides bikes and eats like kale. So, and right. yeah. you work, you work in the IT field as well. So this is like a cross section of like all those, like all of your expertise it, and the juice Rio is a, what was it, $500 juicing machine that came with basically fancy pants Capri Sun containers? And, I, I think it was $700 initially, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like, and, you had to subscribe to their shit. Yeah, you're exactly right, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, and it, it was uh, juice packets, like you said, like Capri Sun, that's the perfect goddamn analogy, uh, because it was really just a foiled packet of just, you know, vegetable crap. And as, as, you know, like, quote unquote healthy as I am, I, I panicked, ate a pecan roll before doing the show. So I'm not really that healthy. But um, but like I, I never really got caught up in like the cold pressed juice thing. Like, I'm just going to eat a couple bananas and call it a day. You know, like I actually do. I like the taste of wheatgrass, which is weird, but <laughs> I, I, I like it. It tastes good to me. So, I mean, like. You know, I, I'm not drinking it for the nutritional value. I'm drinking it because, like, I like the way the thing tastes. But I, I've, I've never, like, wanted to have, like, a juice thing at home, you know. And so this, like, this juicero, juicero, like, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, but it was so well constructed. It was so, 
well made. Like I watched a couple take up, yeah, uh, like teardowns of it. Yeah, the um, uh, AVE really... did a great one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn it, yeah, and and yeah, and so and the packets have DRM, so like it has to phone home to Juicero's servers before it lets you make a thing of juice with their packet, which, like, that's a really weird thing. Like I can understand if like. They said, like, oh, crap, like, we found out that we had a tainted batch of spinach, and now these packets will have uh, E. coli. So we're not going to let – so so then what we're going to do, instead of just, like, sending people emails or looking at who ordered those packets, we're going to develop a juicer that connects to the Internet that phones home to find out if they should be able to make a, a juice with that juice. Like – that's such a weird way to solve a problem that has already been solved by email and, you know, like in a phone call, you know. My yeah. secret thought was that it was going to be as soon as the the person cancels their subscription, no more juicing for you. Even if you have just tons of packets right? laying around. Like, do yeah. You want, yeah. Like, oh, like it, it was it was everything. I mean, a little bit of hyperbole here, but I'll. Basically, that thing was everything that's wrong with our society just rolled up into one thing and just kind of, yeah, you pay seven hundred bucks for it. Like, you're you're exactly right. And it, the thing that the reason I'm so fascinated with it is because of that. Because it is never before has there been such a succinct like, oh well, here you go. Let's let's wrap everything that's shitty up into one metaphor <laughs> for humanity. Here mm-hmm. you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is. You know, it'd be fascinating because I could see, like, you know, what caused the downfall of Western civilization. Uh, uh-huh. it's, at, it's at least going to be a footnote, if not like, you know, right. they, they built this $700, which using our current currency is X amount. And, um, you know, that was uh, a shit ton of money and they had to pay for it. Oh, and also yeah. it was for, I mean, really it was just a way of like, like most of those super high end things, here's a way to separate stupid people from their money. And I right, right, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking yeah. of stupid people and their money, um, Lotus is uh, a wonderful car company that can't seem to do anything well with their money. They just seem to like, oh, we're gonna build cars, and uh, what happened to all our money? It's all wandered away. So recently, they were bought by Geely which are fantastically bright people when it comes to money. They made Volvo from the, and again, I love Volvo. I love that generation of Volvo, but Volvo was a pale uh, image of itself when Ford sold it to Geely. And now it's this wonderful exotic. And um, every time I have to explain to someone that it's Swedish and not German, it's just like, I guess they're doing shit well. Um, Right. Right. So, they're this wonderful brand. And now you have Lotus, you know, and Geely's talking about what they're going to do to turn them around. And I'm super excited for it. And I sent you, this is, I think our first time actually talking about one of our prepared topics. So, uh, like, are you as excited as I am? Am I unnaturally excited or what the hell? Like, should I calm it down? No, not at all, dude. I'm, I'm not going to, uh, tell you to, uh, damper your enthusiasm that's it's freaking awesome i mean just look at what they did with volvo they shoved them a a huge pile of cash and said do what you do best and volvo gave us some of the most brilliant cars that we have like the xc90 
is one of the absolute nicest places to be. Their interiors are, they've surpassed everyone, in my opinion, unless you step up to like truly like luxury, like Bentley or Rolls Royce, you know, brands. Um, it's it, so like allowing a, a company like Volvo to get back to its roots, like, and, and be innovative, you know, like uh, the S90 is amazing. It, they say it is a fully tier, uh, level two autonomous car that's not quite true um but still like volvo has always been synonymous with safety technology and comfort and 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 throwing like awesome dashes of sportiness and driving dynamics into it like exactly what you want like that is a that's the perfect car for me like there's nothing else i like i understand like a lot of people you know might want something like a corvette where it's just like nothing but power and kind of uncomfortable and and you know it's chest hair manifested into a vehicle but like they like i am picking up what they what volvo is putting down and uh i yeah so what they're going to do with lotus i i don't know i mean i would assume it's going to be nothing but like really honing in on lightweight accessible sports cars uh which the elise and alan have always been about um you know yeah i i, I don't know it's it's an opportunity for them to get back to their roots. I'm, I'm super excited. Yeah. Let's see. Like, that's the part that makes me, and this is a weird thing, but so Lotus was always known. They were kind of entry level exotic car, I guess is a good way to put them. Like here's a super, no, you, yeah, like yeah. great car, but like it's got no interior, but you don't mind it right. has no interior because it looks so great on the outside. And right, you know, right. it's got no horsepower, but it handles like everything. So I don't know how you could like distill that into something and convince because let's be honest, I'm not buying a Lotus. I don't have I'm 30. I don't have the money for that. You're older. I'm not going to give away your age here, but like it's the 50 and 60 I, I year old. Yeah, you, you kind of broke up there. So I won't. I won't. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll turn 40 this year. Yeah. yeah. So, man, you're so old. So it's like yeah, the know, right? yeah, it's like the fifty and sixty year olds who are going to end up buying these cars because that's how much they're going to cost. And I don't know how you get one of them into that car if the interior is basically nothing. And maybe you'll have, I mean, you always have the enthusiast who will go out there and get it, but I don't know. And that's kind of why I'm happy that kind of they have Volvo to kind of pick up from from now. Because one, right, right. one of the best things Volvo does is, like, back in, like, right before Ford sold them, they got a whole bunch of back surgeons together and created this whole division of their company that just focuses on seat design. And yeah. if you've, like, I have back problems, you know, tons of, like, weird random crap. And I remember I drove a uh, XC60, which was one of the cars after that design because my c30 the c was designed uh -huh. by back surgeon but that riding and the r design was just killer so i drove the xc60 and i got out and like for the first time ever it was like i had like a back massage and i, I remember uh -huh. i tweeted yeah. volvo and i was like this car is amazing what did you do and that's when they explained everything to me but i'm like okay so you take one of those car you take one of those seats and you put it in that lotus and you might have a similar problem you had with the c30 but i think if you purpose develop that seat to be like we need to make sure old fucks can get in and out without breaking their back and keeping them cradled like little precious eggs. Like, you know, in the high school where they drop them down 
And like, it's got a parachute and the egg landed safely. We need to just treat them like that. I think, right. I think you might end up with a product that old people will buy and uh-huh. will keep until they die. And then we can pick it up for super cheap. So, yeah, y- you know, it, yeah, it, right. I, I look forward to being the fourth owner of one in the future. Um, yeah. You know, like with the sketchiest possible Carfax history. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So there's there's a there's a lot there. There's a lot to this. So uh, the Volvo interiors amazing, and and having that shared you know corporate like reporting tree or you know corporate structure, and having the ability to cross silos between the brands would would be fantastic. Uh, and and Lotus has been able to make some decent decisions in the past, like they when they brought the uh, Elise over to America, they had to use the Toyota, or they chose to use the Toyota VVTi engine out of the Celica, which is a fantastic engine. That's like the best thing about that last generation Celica was it's just a snappy little four-cylinder engine that's super reliable. And, you know, like knowing that they do have motivations for making choices like that, that like they're not they're not always going going to pick something to because of you know quote unquote heritage or you know to be obtuse um yeah yeah i i don't know i i think that there's a lot of potential there and and like what you said about um about it being an entry level exotic car uh you're you're right on the money and i think that the thing that they have in common with volvo and uh and actually they have it they have it uh in common with saab as well is that Volvo and Saab have always kind of been considered, uh, quote unquote, entry level luxury car, right? Like, yeah. uh, you know, they're like, they're not like a BMW and a, Mer- and a Mercedes, but they're not like a Ford, right? And so th- they're kind of seen as, you know, straddling those two lines for good reason. Um, but, you know, having the having two brands underneath the same umbrella that have that kind of um, mentality where they have something to prove where they're punching above their weight, I think will be very beneficial. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I just, uh, I, I really hope that like there is some ergonomics, uh, crosstalk between the brands because I, I've driven an Elise and it was one of the most electric things I've ever driven ever. It was amazing, but I can't freaking fit in the car. I can't fit my, my shin was and kneecap were like wedged into this like 90 degree aluminum crease for the transmission tunnel. And it, it physically caused me pain while I was driving it. I, I autocrossed one and, uh, and it was amazing. Like I went through this off camber turn and the rear started to step out. And before I even knew what I was doing, I had already corrected and was on the power and it was amazing. And the car stepped right back in line. It was perfect, but my helmet stuck up over the windshield, uh, uh, you know, top bar. And if we would have rolled over, I would have been the roll bar, me. <laughs> um, so if, if they decide anything, please, for the love of God, make a car that I can fit in. And then, and then lastly, I think, that, I think that it might have a little bit more potential for the demographic beyond what you're saying. Um, because seeing the enthusiast, the automotive enthusiast community have traction with a car like the Toyota 86 or the Subaru BRZ, right? Yeah. Not just Toyota, but, but with these cars that are, uh, they are known for not being fast, but they are fun and that they handle really well. 
like that a lotus could easily be the next step that someone would make from an 86 or a you know a a, a subaru brz you know true i i think the issue is i don't think you're going to see a lotus come to the states and realistically be under fifty thousand dollars i think that's kind of like the low end of a lotus yeah, I, I I don't know if they if they just stick with aluminum if they don't try to do too much with carbon fiber if they have a an engine that's already out there, um, I I think it's possible. I mean, it wasn't very long before um, Elises were hitting you know twenty five thousand dollars on the used market. That's true. You know, yeah. yeah. Almost got one of those instead of my C thirty. Um, yeah. Yeah, kind of disappointed I didn't, but then I realized I don't fit either. So um, yeah, yeah. Taller guy too, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That that's the biggest bane of my existence. Being a taller guy, it's like I want to drive a small car. No, you can't. You don't fit. I don't right. fit in the Saturn yeah. Sky. I mean, that's that's not even a small car. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it, when Ian and I were doing the driving event, we're going to talk about this on the show. Uh, but a little spoiler alert for one of the things. Uh, we drove a Corvette, uh, Grand Sport with the carbon sixty-five package. And it was insane. Um, but I could not fit in a Corvette. Like, nobody really sees a Corvette as a small car. It's, yeah. it's low, it's long, but I could not fit in the car. I, I, I can't. I couldn't get my – the seat was all the way back, all the way reclined, and I still had no headroom and, could, and didn't have a comfortable driving position by any stretch of the imagination. And see, that's so weird to me because as – you know, you're six four, I believe. I'm six two. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I can drive my Fiesta all day with no issue. See? Yeah, yeah. You know, and like, uh, you throw me in a Mini Cooper, I'm great because mm-hmm. there's tons of headroom. Volkswagen Beetle, anything. You know, like, yeah. Th- there's so many cars that I easily fit into that are are perceived as so much smaller than a Corvette or you know something like that. That it, it's no issue whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alonzo Bowden actually drives Mini Coopers as a daily driver because it's one of the few cars that can fit his frame and be comfortable, which is so weird to people. So, is is that a sports person? I'm not sports aware. Um, he is a stand-up comedian who. Oh, okay. Before he was a stand-up comedian, worked on. How do you not know who Alonzo Bowden? Is? He's a big car guy as well, but he actually worked on the Stealth Bomber project as well. Oh, wow. He used to work okay. for Boeing Skunk Works, so. Oh, like, cool. Super fascinating individual. Definitely worth, like, his life story is just fantastic. But he's, if I remember right, he's either 6'4 or 6'5, but he's also, you know, built. So, like, he's like, the only car I fit in is, like, the Mini Cooper. And people laugh when I get out of it, but it's like, this is the only car that fits me. So, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And, and he no, showed they, yeah. too. Like, you, you have short friends, right? You, you have little short friends, like little people, as I call them. Um, do they all drive cars that are bigger than you, bigger than yours? Um, let's see. Yeah, no, not really. I mean, the, the, uh, well, no, I have a buddy of mine that is, is of smaller stature and he has a Honda Pilot, one of the newer ones and Honda Pilots are effing huge. Um, which it, and he has a, a, he's one of my cycling buddies, uh, and he he has bike racks on on top of it, which is insane. You know, like you have to open the door and then get, 
you know, inside, you have to stand inside the door and then get your bike up on top of the car after that. It's, uh, you know, yeah, like you, sh- you should have bought a wagon and, that you could reach. Um, e- even I have to stand up in the door to, to get the middle bike racks on that thing. Um, yeah, but he's one of those guys that goes skiing every single weekend through, through the winter. And, um, you know, like right now he's probably at some like ski equipment sale or something, but yeah, it's so, so the Honda pilot kind of like, that's, that's the vehicle he wanted and it, it does that well, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Th- that perception of, of what car fits somebody just based on its exterior size alone is, is pretty crazy. Like I remember being so surprised that I could fit in every seat without any issue, AKA will it Dave, um, in a, in the first generation, no, no, no not the first generation, but like the, it was maybe like a 2007 Acura TL. Hmm. And like that car is way bigger on the inside than it looks. And like I could, I could drive it comfortably. I could sit in the back seat comfortably. It was, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, it, it's, it's always fun to me whenever I go to like the local car show is the Washington auto show. And there's not a lot of brand reps there. It's kind of like, we put this on just so we can kind of come and talk to all the government people. So all the press people just kind of mind your business. Like here's here's some cars. Okay. Um, okay. So what I what I try and do is I, I do two things when I'm there. Is that might change this year because now they're on to me. But what the first thing I try to do is I just try and weasel my way into the VIP tours with like random other people. Like the f- first year I went, I was like with a group of like random ger- German journalists slash like government people. And like they were looking at like the I eight, and they're like, "Oh, is a uh, like V eight? Like, yeah, okay. Like you have no idea what you're talking about." But that's how right, I got to. Right. That's how I got to sit in an I eight, which was fun. Um, right? Isn't that awesome? It is. But like, and the other yeah. thing I do is I just go around, like when everyone else has kind of gone off to do the journalist, like here's your free food, um, and I just try and sit in every car possible right and just yeah. see what yeah. i fit in what i don't and it, it's remarkable I, two inches you know to the men out there is actually a big deal so like the, sometimes that's all you got yeah but like i don't think i like the difference between you and me is two inches and but that goes from like a tall gentleman to like an extremely tall gentleman but like i don't think i'm that out of proportion but there's a lot of cars where it's like they didn't design this thing for anyone over five ten. Like you can just tell. Like yeah. we just, we just picked the average size and just went. That's where we're slack. And a lot of times it's the Japanese manufacturers. And specifically, the first year I remember Toyota. Like the only Toyota I really comfortably fit in was a Prius, which pissed me the fuck off. Like right, yeah. right, yeah. But they have that high roof line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I I fit like a dream in my Infinity, and I can I can sit behind my own seat in its driving position. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much more rear legroom in an M45 than you would think. And I, I do think we have to, as taller Americans, have to think the Chinese because they're crazy obsessed with that. So like they like their legroom, but as a side effect of that, we're getting more headroom, which is like right. Yeah. Like, thank you, China. Like, eventually you'll be in yeah. charge anyway, so we got that to look forward to. Um, <laughs> so, uh, random change of topics here. So, I'm curious about this. I want to make sure I get this in. Yeah. 
you, I sent you a question that I think is very telling of what I think about your personality, and that is, what car is Taffy? Right. I, I do like the existential nature of that question, just like, what car is Taffy? Mm-hmm. Like, what hat is Apple's? Like, <laughs> what noun is noun? Um, yeah, so you asked me what car is Taffy, and so... For anybody who doesn't know, I am noted taffy addict. I do eat a fair amount of sweets uh, because we all have our vices, like I've mentioned. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I, I was thinking about this. And if, if I was to sum up, like, the characteristics of taffy and try to map those to cars, right, uh, taffy tastes delicious. I love it. Um, but I don't want to eat it all the time. Um, and it, it's not really good for you. Um, so I think taffy... That what car is Taffy would be a Ford Focus RF. And mm. I know because I've driven one. Yeah. And it is not it is not good for me. I could fit in it, uh, but it beat the hell out of me. It was stupid fast, but I would not want to live with it every day. Um I, I loved it. It was that, you know, it was that wonderful banana taffy. But man, yeah, Ford Focus RS. Mm-hmm. I, I especially like that one because I have you driven a Focus RS? And uh, having overdosed on candy as well, I could see literally having the same issue after you're done where you're just kind of hunched over, clenching your Uh midsection, going like, oh, I shouldn't have had so much time in the RS. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Right. That that is brilliant, sir. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, thank thank you. mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you did you jump to any conclusions on that on your own? I was I was like, well, it's kind of you know stretchy and long but it's kind of sweet and comes in many flavors so i I like yeah i was kind of like well it's kind of and like but it's like a very particular taste so it's kind of like wagon e was kind of where i was going with that i was like maybe like the new volvo wagon because it's kind of you know stretched out and kind of like it's sweet and it's you know tasty and it's it's just pleasant like they're I don't think you'd ever go up to someone and be like, hey, you want some taffy? And then smack it out of your hand and go, like, no, go fuck yourself. Like, right, I, right, right, yeah. And there's cars where you'd be like, hey, you want to take a drive? And, you know, my, like, 92 Skoda? And they'd be like, go fuck yourself. But <laughs> Right, right. That Volvo wagon, you'd be like, yo, you want to hop in the wagon? And be like, you, you yeah, know sure. what? I haven't been in a wagon in a while, but, yeah, I'll, I'll take a drive in that. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. That's a, yeah. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I like where your head's at, Ike. Mm-hmm. See, this uh, is you're you're just this voice on my shoulder. I got you and Ian, and it, it's a weird place to be. So, you know, the the other thing that I thought of with the the Taffy to Ford Focus RS is that you know Taffy gets kind of like stuck in the weird areas of your teeth, and the the Ford Focus RS did that with my brain. Like it mm. is, it's there, and like little bits of it are lodged, and I will never forget it. It was. It was. It, I loved it. I loved it. I just wouldn't want to live with it on a daily basis. Um, but yeah, like those little nuggets are still there. Like the pops and the cracks that the exhaust make, those those are stuck in my teeth, my brain teeth, if you will. Can I tell you the most embarrassing thing happened to me at a press event because of Focus RS and the stupid start-stop switch it has in it? Oh yeah, go for it. So. Some D-bag had decided to leave with the RS for like an hour 
And like everyone's like, where the hell's DRS? Like it's just come out. Everyone wants to drive it. So it comes right. back and I managed to rush over and like get ahead of a whole bunch of people with a couple of the, with another guy from right foot down and we're sitting in the car. He's like, do you want to drive it first or do you want me to drive it first? I'm like I'll drive it first. Cause you took the R or the TT RS out before. So I put it in to first gear, got the clutch out, you know, the clutch is all the way, all the way engaged and letting it out slowly, but it's got the engine start stop. So the engine decides we're going to stop even though we just turned on. And then I'm like, Oh, am I letting the clutch out too little? So I go and I push it back down again and it freaks me the hell out. And then I let the clutch up and I stall the car out and everyone, like all the journalists, like from like the DC metropolitan area are just kind of sitting there watching me stall out an RS and I can just see everyone like shaking their heads. Like, who's this guy? Like, what are you doing? That's why we don't fight fucking podcasters. Yeah. Yeah. uh, (laughs) My Fitbit Fitbit is going absolutely nutty on me at the moment. Um, Yeah. I just got a Fitbit and it's messing around with me. What the? Or whatever. It's, oh, I hit a thousand <laughs> steps, even though I'm just sitting here. See, this is what happens when you gesticulate a lot with your hands. This is why I don't yeah, do the, yeah. this is why I don't do the uh, podcast with the video feed like you all do is because it would just be a blur in front of the camera of me <laughs> just gesticulating. No, it, it was absolutely embarrassing doing that. So, uh, yeah. I, yeah. We, we all have it. We, I mean, yeah, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure nobody's immune to that kind of stuff. Right, and and that start step stop technology is bullshit anyway. Yeah, I I don't get it. I don't. I I mean, I yeah. get what you're going for, and if it lets me have an RS because you put start stop on it, fine. But right. let, let me hit the switch once and just disable it. Like it should yeah, just be yeah, one toggle switch. Set- yeah. yeah, I want to hit control comma and go into the settings and, and turn that off. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a programming reference for everyone else out there. Uh, control comma. Windows hotkey tips coming on the untitled car car show. What what coming up next? We got C plus plus in the house. That's right. <laughs> yeah. You you want to talk some go to twenty lines? Let's talk some go to twenty lines. Um, we can talk PowerShell all day. <laughs> I, I've run out of. I, I I've take I I took programming decades ago now, and I'm like, I remember semicolon means the end of something in C plus <laughs> plus, and that's about it. So. Uh, yeah, Brandon changed a lot here. So you do a little program on your show called uh, Kill, Fuck, Mary, but with cars because you're nice people. Um, yeah, FMK Cars, and I've prepared a few for you. Oh, excellent. Well, I got one for you, sir. So okay. you being the wonderful, happy-go-lucky uh, lover of life of the show, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm making it out to be like this terrible monster of grump. Uh, by the way, yeah, why are right. I, I, I'm curious, why don't we see more of Ian's feet? I'm very confused by this. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, no, we're not talking about feet again. <laughs> so, Gross. yeah, uh, more Instagram of Ian's feet. I, I need that. So, um, nope, no one needs that. Uh, I've decided, well, what's kind of the opposite of happy-go-lucky? So, I got three cars here for you. Uh, two of okay. them have no catch, and one of them has a catch. And okay. um, these are, as far as I can gather, the most dangerous, going to kill you cars on the face of the planet. So, oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So first and foremost, we have the Corvair. So, uh-huh. yep. any model of the Corvair you want, any spec, any style of it you want. The next one is there's so much. 
I mean, so bad that, you know, Ralph Nader basically made a name for himself by writing a book about how it was unsafe at any speed. So right. Ford Pinto is the next one. Again, you can have any okay. body style you want, but Ford Pinto known for, like, bursting into fire and, like, slow-speed rear-end collisions, and the boat yeah. buckles wouldn't let you out. So there's that. Um, and then the last one, with a bit of a catch, is a 2000 Ford Explorer. Now, for oh, those the of, Exploder. Yeah. yeah. It was known for having the tires recalled because if you didn't check your tire pressure and went into a sharp turn on those Wilderness ATs, they would just kind of blow themselves up and you would flip over. Uh, so yep. we're going to give you those. You're going to you are the crazy paranoid guy who doesn't believe anything the government tells you. So you have okay. stockpiled Wilderness ATs at your house. But you, oh, wow. So you are only ever allowed to drive on Wilderness ATs, and you never check your tire pressure. You fill them up once, and then you just keep driving. So, the, wow. the, yeah. Yeah, I, I knew a guy uh, that I worked with at my old job, and he had one of those tires blow out on him in the parking lot of our job. This was like in 2003 or four, And, uh, yeah, like he was just pulling out of the parking space, and the tire blew out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're going to have it happen, that's the best time. Mm-hmm. But that's scary as hell. Uh, so, FMK, what am I going to do here? Well, I'm going to kill the Ford Exploder because I cannot live on that razor's edge. Um, for a day, I'm going to drive the Pinto. So I'm going to F the Pinto. Um, it, unfortunately, I, I have been rear-ended, what, twice within the last year. One was super minor. Uh, in my infinity and the other was in my sob that uh, totaled it which you know for an old sob that's basically like crumbling a dixie cup so it doesn't take much to total it um so i i i consider myself to be in the high risk pool of uh getting rear-ended which is not good in a pinno which is why i could only do it for a day um but dude i'm gonna marry the corvair i've i've loved corvairs Forever, I, I had a friend of mine in high school whose grandfather restored Corvairs. Um, this is like pre-internet, and they ran something called the Cor- uh, Corvair Underground. It was like a parts exchange network for Corvairs, and uh, uh, it, I, I have a T-shirt for it, and I, I love it. It's one of my most prized possessions. And uh, he always had the most cherry Corvairs all through high school, and. Uh, yeah, they, they, they're fantastic. I, they're amazing cars. I, I would marry one in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. What, what would you do? Um, well, first of all, Cherry Corvair would be a great name for a hipster band. Um, yeah, right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, they're opening yeah. for the bar stools. Um, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> nice, Cherry Corvair. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I, I really like the Pinto. Um, I've only ever been rear-ended once. Um I don't know if I could deal with that. I think I would have to do that for a day. I think I would do the same thing because I, I don't like the – I my parents actually owned a Ford van that had those wilderness ATs on it as well. And my, okay. my dad refused to go with the recall with them because – No way. Well, he's like, well, all you got to do is make sure they stay pressure and then it doesn't blow up on you. And I, they're already like, they're only going to give you like half of what it's worth. So I'm just going to drive these things into the ground. So I've lived with those for a while, but I remember like the stress, like that was like my introduction yeah. to like recalls and car. I'm like, aren't we supposed to recall these, dad? Like, nah, it's fine. Like, 
All yeah. right. Like, I guess we're driving to Florida. So. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We could. Yeah. We could wave this gun around. Just stay away from the hair trigger. Yeah, you exactly. know. Yeah. 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 No, it's fine. Fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I feel like to Corvair, if you're gonna die, you might as well die going backwards through trees. You know, just <laughs> with a giant smile on your face. You know, you yeah, won't see it coming. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. It's kind of like my um, Christopher Titus, another noted car guy, but he's got like if if he, he ever becomes brain dead, um, just put him in a Corvette, uh, build a ramp and try and break Evil Knievel's record and you know jump the uh, Grand Canyon, like that. That's right, kind of, right. That's kind of how I, I feel like. Like if you're gonna go out, like make it interesting. Like you want your grandkid saying like, "Oh, my grandma just died," or "Grandpa just died." Like, "Oh, that's sad. How'd he go? Cancer? Like, you know, lungs." No, he was, you know, driving his Corvette, you know, 110 miles per hour, you know, or a Corvair and kind of went backwards through a forest and like burst into flames. Like, oh, okay. right, right, yeah. 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 You, you don't want to be the yeah. schmuck who went by like, oh, his tire exploded and he flipped over and crushed his skull. It just doesn't seem right. pleasant, you know. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like I think with the Corvair, like knowing that you have to manage that wonky rear suspension, that's that's the thing, right? Versus like. Oh, this could happen at any time with the tires and the with the wilderness ATs. Like that's, yeah, that's that's the difference right there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, here's an interesting one. Are are you a nervous flyer? No, I'm not. I I'm perfectly fine flying. In fact, I'm gonna have to take a super small plane to Aspen in a little bit. And if anybody's ever watched a YouTube landing of uh, small planes landing in Aspen, that's going to be a freaking adventure. Yeah. Because I'm thinking like. Statistically, you're probably better off in the Ford Explorer because I doubt as many people died in the Explorer with that wheel combination as died in Corvairs. But it was one of those right. things of like, are you in control or are you out of control? And like, I'm a little bit of a nervous flyer. I'm not like, oh my god, it's gonna. But like every time I get in there, I'm like, well, it's out of my hands, and there's nothing I can do about it if shit goes sideways. Like, it's not like right, I could rest right. the stick out of the copilot and be like, give it to me, I got it. So. Right, right. All this Microsoft Flight Simulator knowledge is now coming to fruition. Mm -hmm. I'm going to Midway. Like, wait, or not Midway. What was the one out in the lake that they tore up because Mayor Daly's a jackass? Anyway, um, yeah, that was where they used Migsfield. It was Migsfield. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Took me a second. Yeah, oh, good old Migsfield. Um, Flight Simulator 2000, anyone? Um, Right. So... Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't know. I, I like that. Yeah. Uh, that, that mentality of it, it like, well, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I have no control over this situation. Here we go. Mm-hmm. And I think the Pinto kind of falls in between those two things. Like, do you have a bit of control in the Pinto, but really you're just relying on other people not to be idiots. And that's, that's not good. Like that's the most dangerous game of mm-hmm. all. Yeah. 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 So, and you know what's funny is I just had a thought of, like, I actually almost ended up rear-ending someone because I was thinking about you on the highway. I saw a Saab 94X uh, oh, the no other day. Way. Yeah. They're uh, awful, but crazy rare. Yeah. I was, again, to the, like, people who drive Nissan Murano Cross Cabriolets, like, who don't understand why people take pictures of them. Like, why does everyone keep right. taking pictures? That's got to be the most confounding yeah. thing. But driving an old Saab 
and like just some crazy jackass flying up in a fiesta and then slams on his brakes. I'm like, I gotta take pictures of this thing. Like that's right. Got to be like the weirdest like experience in their life. So, like, I don't know. Is that the which one? Ooh, that's a good question too. Like, who do you think gets the most of that and doesn't understand it? Like, the Claus Cabriolet is up there. But, like, old Saab yeah. drivers have to be, like, super confused at this point, right? Like, you know, like, Ian Ian brought this up on, on our show, saying that uh, nobody is driving an old Saab accidentally at this point. Like, nobody's – they've reached that point where, like, it's, it's off of most used car dealer lots, you know, like – the, most people that are driving sobs are driving sobs because they are sobs, you know. Especially the older the C nine hundred, the classic nine hundred. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I the the, the owner of a sob nine four has like that's probably the last accidental sob owner. Like they, I don't know how they got it. There's got to be a story there, but like it's basically. A Chevy, what is, was the little Equin? Is, no, it's not the Equinox, is it? No. It's a little Chevy crossover. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it, it, but Sobified and, uh, and awful, uh, just like the Sob 97 was, a trailblazer. Um, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Yeah, the, you, th- you have to think that the, the cross cab people, the Nissan Murano cross cab people are used to it by now. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah. That's, is, a, that's, that's a good one, man. I, I need to think about that. So yeah. The, the cross cabriolet. Here's what's. I just had this thought. So the cross cabriolet, everyone's taking pictures of your car, but no one's coming up to talk to you at a gas station. No one's right, right. coming up to the cross cabriolet owner and being like, hey, nice car. Like, what did you get it for? Right. The, like, I, I know an old Saab owner who bought their car in 04 and still has it. Like, yeah. And, and he gets pictures taken occasionally and he doesn't understand it. It's like, cause it's an old sob dude. Like, right. But it's my car, like whatever. But he occasionally gets people approaching him at the gas station. Like, Hey, that's a nice car. If you ever think about selling it, like here's how you know, sob people are crazy. Like if you ever think about selling it, I need extra parts. Here's a car. Like he gets that right, occasionally. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, I'm going to cannibalize your car to keep my car living. Like, and yeah, his wife hey. actually owned a sob as well. And the guy who came and picked up, that Saab, after it blew its engine, showed up in a Saab 9, what was it, the 9.7, a big SUV, to uh-huh, yep, pick yep. up that car and drive it home. He's like, oh, I got another Saab 9.3. I need parts for it. Like, like sort of crazy Saab-ish people. So the cross cabriolet yeah. probably has to have the most pictures taken to least interaction possible. Like, they're not getting right. any answers. Like, they're not like, why are you taking pictures of this? Like, and if you, if you pull up at a gas station and you're taking pictures of a cross cab, and they approach you like, why are you taking pictures of my car? You're just getting in the car and heading out. Like, you're never getting in an answer. Like, no one's ever going to explain right. to you that your car is basically like the, like, joke of the car world. But Right, right. Yeah. That you're driving a bathtub. Yeah. yeah. Although, that being said, yeah. I would drive one, and I, I, to the same point as the Aztec, to bring this full circle, I kind of want one. Yeah, it's, it's weird. So, uh, I, I told Ian a while ago that um, I I pulled up a picture of a, a teal donked Nissan Murano <laughs> cross cab, and yes. if if you Google search for it, it is out there. It is a, a Nissan Murano cross cab donked with the top up, which why? But 
a donked version of that comes back around to me to, to being something that I would love to own. And I, I have had this tab open in my Chrome browser for like two and a half or three weeks now. I will not close it. It is, it is going to stay open as long as that JPEG exists on the internet. Oh, I found it. All you got to do is search for teal Nissan Murano. This yeah. Thing, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that amazing with, with the teal accents on the wheels too? Yeah. What the, I yeah. don't uh, like, I am simultaneously impressed. They somehow made, managed to make it look tiny too, which is right. mind boggling to me. Cause that's not a tiny car. Like, no, <laughs> yeah, it, it's like a stomper truck, but for anybody old enough to remember stompers, but, uh, but yeah, but with a car body. Oh, I found a YouTube yeah. video. Oh, nice. There's well, a... I mean, why wouldn't you have a YouTube video of that? You should be proud of it. Yeah. Yeah. Not... This is the part of the show where we just Google <laughs> things silently. Yeah. Like an old married couple just with our laptops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I had yeah. that moment the other day with the wife where we're both sitting on the sofa and like our daughter's running around like a crazy person, but she's not mm. harassing us. So we just had that moment of like silence where we can just like do stuff on our phones. I think she like turns right, and looks right. at me and I turn and look at her and you get that knowing nod of like, this is what our life has yeah. become, but whatever. Yep, yep. So, don't jinx it. Yeah, this, exactly. This moment here, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's simultaneously fulfilling and not fulfilling. It, it, it's a weird thing. Because at yeah. the same moment, I'm yeah. like, well, I could be out working on the Volvo, uh, but that's a th- another time for another story. Um, so, I don't know. Did I ever run you through the um, Inside the Actor Studio questions? Yeah, you did. You mm-hmm. did, like Inside the Actor Studio, but for cars? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, had, have you fleshed that idea out more? And don't forget, I have an FMK Cars for you. Yeah. But, I, yeah. I, but I, tell I, me more about that. Well, I'm going to have to go back through the list because there, there's now a new segment where somewhat inspired by your FMA, FMK cars where I have, uh, you know, I asked the first two questions are what's your least favorite car, most favorite car, and then favorite mod and least favorite mod. And now I okay. merge that into at the end of the thing. I'm like, you have to have your favorite car with your least favorite mod and your least favorite car with your favorite mod. And it's always interesting to see how people kind oh, of yeah, okay. succumb to that. So. I know, I'm trying to remember, your least favorite car, and this is going purely off of memory, was... Sure, sure. I'm trying to think. See, this is... I have a terrible memory for everything, but I'm... It's, it's a domestic brand. Yeah. I, it is I a... The egg car. Uh, it is, yeah. It's a... It's a uh, Buick Enclave? Is that... I, I, you mention it so infrequently, it's hard to remember exactly what it is. It's the little itty bitty yeah. Buick. What the hell is that thing? Is yeah, that the Enclave? It's, it's, it, it's the uh, what is that goddamn little Buick thing that I hate so much? I call it the egg car. Yeah. Um, it is the Buick. Is it the Encore? Uh, yeah, I think it's the Encore. That's the little one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. I hate that thing. I hate it so much. <laughs> I want it to die in a fire. But yeah. what mod could you do to that to actually make that something you'd wanted to drive every day? I would. I would donk it. I would donk it. <laughs> Straight up, I would donk it and put a bike rack on it. Yeah, that yeah. that would be exceptional. I, I would actually. Do you fit in that? Do you have any idea? I don't know. I won't set foot in one. We, there's an Instagram post on the Team Clearcoat Instagram of us seeing one at the Denver Auto Show a couple of years ago, and me just standing outside of it, shaking my head. 
Yeah, no, no. Like, do I fit in it? Like, emotionally, no. <laughs> My ego does not fit. That's all you exactly. need to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. All right, well, I'm, I'm curious, then, what, what is your FMK cars you have for me? Sure, yeah. So I put together a, a Volvo Wagon Edition uh, for noted Volvo Wagon addict, Ike. Uh-huh. Uh, My so nipples are really hard right now. Edition. Uh, yeah. These are Volvo wagons. They have um, they have some tweaks to them. So first up, you have a Volvo 850 wagon, the R version. So you have that nice little uh, turbo cranking out what 22 pounds of boost or something like that yes. on the R. Yeah, the something ridiculous. R. Yeah. And you can have any color you want. Uh, I would assume you'd want that weird yellow color. Um, because if you have a brown car and an orange car, what you need is a yellow car, and then you have like all of the '70s color schemes covered, and it's amazing and awesome. Um, so, random aside, I hate orange and I hate brown and I hate red on cars, but I keep getting brown, red, and orange cars, and I have. It's basically because it's like you can get that car because it's five grand cheaper because no one wants the orange fucker. Like, all right, I'm right, in. yeah. Right, right, yeah, 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 like the hate versus uh, cheap bastard overlap, yeah, yeah. right, mm-hmm. yeah, like I don't hate it, that, like I don't hate it $5,000 much, you know, exactly. yeah, yep. oh god, there's still uh, Buick Encores in my browser tab, I'm shutting that, <laughs> I'm going back to my Nissan Murano cross cab dog, yeah, okay, anyway, it's Volvo, your safe space, like yeah. okay, yeah, uh, second car, Volvo 740 wagon, the Paul Newman edition, so the the one that Dave Letterman and Paul Newman have, uh, with a Ford Racing V8 and a supercharger, aka a puffer. If you've seen the comedians and cars getting coffee with Dave Letterman, yes. Uh, then lastly, Volvo 240 wagon with just a nice straight small block Chevy V8 swap. Hmm. Well, you made it tough with that last one. Right. Yeah. There's so like the 240 wagons have had so so many V8 swaps that they have it down to a goddamn science now. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's so bad that there's if you just because I'm doing an engine swap in mine, and if you're just looking for people like some tips and tricks, you just keep ending up on like buy this V8 swap kit for your Volvo 740. I'm like, well, I don't need that. I need to talk to the other weird jackass who put like a different non V8 motor into their car. And those guys right. don't exist. Like I have to like find like Skeeter from like West Virginia. Who's like, I could put a dang old tractor engine in my Volvo. Like I got to right, find that guy. That's yeah. Had. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So but there's much radio noise with, uh, with <laughs> V8 swaps because every, that's, that's the obvious thing. Yeah. Yeah. And there's kits and there's tricks and there's like, here's a supercharger for your Volvo swap. Like that's how bad it's gotten. So I right. loved, I love the 240. I love the look and style of it. Mm. I, I love the 240 as well. I, I I absolutely adore that car. Which is why I think I'm crushing it. Um, wow. Okay. But simply because living in the DC metropolitan area, there are a ton of um, happy hour hipsters around here, and okay. 240 wagons have like such a premium on them around here. When I was looking for cars to buy, like my 740 was 700 bucks. The okay. the V70 I bought, like the one I got before the wagon, was 700 bucks. 240s, oh, wow. like even ones that don't run, don't drive, like people are asking like two or three grand for them, and I just refuse to be 
lumped in with those people here. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. Yeah, guilty by association. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same reason I'll never have a BMW while I'm driving around here. Right. Every third douchebag who thinks they're important has a certified pre-owned BMW. Um, Right, right. But I think I have to drive for a day to Paul Newman car. Okay. Because it's so prone to overheating, I don't think I would survive if I had to drive that thing day by day. Because... This, the 740, like, with the stock engine, I could get inside the engine bay and work on that car. Like, I could be like, okay. well, I got to work on the car. Just chop into the engine bay, take off the hood, and start wrenching on it. But right. with that big old V8 and the blower in there, it's so cramped and so compact. It's Heat doesn't go anywhere. That car overheats. You can't drive that thing long distance. I would just end up dead on the side of the road. Like I did in my 740 with the stock engine, ironically. But <laughs> and then I love the 850R. I, I really think that's oh, such a collectible, fantastic-looking car. And it's just bricky enough to be not cool to the hipsters, but cool to, like, true car people. So, right, right. Mm-hmm. What what color would you have it in? Mm, I'm thinking I like that car in dark colors. So, uh-huh, yeah. but... I don't know what car, color that car came in stock. Let me go pull that one up. Well, I, I Google it. I know, I know forest green was a default color on that. And then they had that weird light yellow. Um, yeah, uh, maroon. I know Volvo had a maroon at the time. Mm-hmm. So it came in um, bright red, black stone, dark gray pearl, dark olive pearl, turquoise pearl, pearl, polar white. And in the U.S. market only, bright red, polar white, and black stone were available. Cream yellow was discontinued for the 850R. Hmm. Let's oh, see here. Oh wow. Yeah. Um. I'm. Hmm. I'm going pink. I'm putting my daughter in the back of the 850R and I'm painting that thing pink. And I am going there to every cars and coffee event and just letting people question my masculinity and then blowing their doors off with my pink 850R. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when it's running, but yeah. <laughs> also true. Yeah. That's another. Yeah. yeah. No, you're, you're going to burn bright in that thing, man. That's when it's running, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like it's like when there's a new Venture Brothers season. Like when it's there, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, but it it there's some gaps. Yeah, it, it it'll burn like a comet, bright and brilliant, and then in an instant it's gone. Like yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Or like right? or as yeah. Katy Perry would say, like like a firework. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the Untitled Car Show. We talk about uh, pop idols and mm-hmm. quote Katy Perry song. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, you're a little older than me. This has been a recent obsession of mine that I have to ask if you know this song. Are you familiar with the band Was Not Was? I am not. Mm. Are you familiar with the song Walk the Dinosaur? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am. Why are you listening to that? I, it's one you, of those. You know it's, so it doesn't mean right. Yeah. So it's one of those days where I have my I, I have the YouTube music and I have it set to like give me the most variety as possible. And my sure. music selection goes from like Nine Inch Nails to like Creedence Clearwater Revival is probably like the outside extent of it. So basically okay. everything falls in between there. So occasionally I just right. get really goofy shit. Like it'll go from like you know you know what like year zero by nine inch nails and then the next song is Katy perry's firework and then i'm like sure. looking out my back door by ccr and then occasionally something really random like walk the dinosaur will pop in there and okay 
I happened to be around other human beings, which is a rarity for me. And that song came up, and I was doing like the stupid little dance. People were like, "What the hell are you doing?" Like, walk the dinosaur. I yeah. have, I have yet to figure out what age group knows that fucking song, because like people who are ten years younger than me, like half of them know, half of them don't, and people who are ten years older than me, half of them know, half of them don't. I don't know who, and people who, everyone who's my age has no idea what the hell I'm talking about. Like, right? Yeah, yeah. I think you, I think you're in like the uncanny valley of of that era of music. Yeah, I mean, I. Once you mentioned the song title, I remembered it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, and I'm what, about 10 years older than you are? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, oh man. Yeah. That's like, yeah. <laughs> you got, you got, you got to, <laughs> I, I like that. I like that your YouTube playlist could equally have, um, equally have that on there. Uh, another like, uh, super earwormy song, uh, that I think of when I think of, uh, Everybody Walk the Dinosaur is that um, Southern Culture on the Skid song, Camel Walk. Have you heard that? <laughs> no, I'm going to have to go look this up, Camel Walk. Yeah, you make me want to walk like a camel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you you need to, everybody listening to the show, you need, that's made it this far and has tolerated me for this amount of time. First of all, thank you, sorry. And second, <laughs> go watch, go watch, I say watch, listen, because everybody just does it on YouTube anyway. Go find a uh, a video or something of Southern culture on the skids, camel walk song, or walk like a camel. Shit, I can't remember the title. So it's, it's, it's camel walk. I just pulled it up. Okay. And the the yeah. album yeah. cover is absolutely fantastic. Any album cover with a vampire and a luchador, I'm in. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, what's the uh, what's the album? I think the album might be called Dirt Track Date. It, it is called Dirt Track Date. There we go. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go pick I, it up. I just realized yeah, your 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 nickname should be Dirt Track Dave. Like, yeah, Dirt mm-hmm. Track Dave. If, yeah, if, DTD. Yeah. I, I love dirt track racing. You know, growing up in Missouri, we'd go see dirt track races every now and then down in Warrensburg, Missouri. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you pay 10 bucks and you see, like, 19 different classes of racing from, you know, midgets to bandits to open wheel modifies to late models and everything in between. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Mommy, yeah. why is there more types of racing than there are people with teeth? Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, you you hit the nail on the head there. Yeah. Well, I, I've yeah. kept you a little longer than maybe you expected to be kept. I, I know you panicked ate whatever the hell that means, a pecan muffin. So I, Oh, I no. Yeah, just because I, I, I hadn't had any breakfast yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, like we can talk for another six hours. What what, what are you doing? What else, what else do you want to talk about? I, I don't know. What other songs do we know here? So, uh, <laughs> Car Show, Ike? Yeah, it's, oh, I just peeked out the audio there. Um, I, it's one of those things of, like, I, I really do, and he, here, we'll go with, because when I had Ian on, on the solo show, he wasn't quite as uh, succumbing to the compliments. So, uh, <laughs> let, let me just uh, get out, you know, a little, this will be sincere time with Ike here. So, um, you know, what was it? When did you initially email me to come join you on your program? Has it been a year, two years? How long has it been now? Yeah, it's probably been about a year and a half. Ian and I have been doing the show as of this month, September. Um, we've been doing the show two years. Uh, so I think we we launched our first episode September 15th. Um, you know, we had we had recorded three episodes so that we could hit the ground with uh, with, you know, more than one episode. 
um, so we could identify victims right away. Uh, you know, anybody that anybody that listened to one, you know, listened to three, and then we just instantly felt pity on them. But yeah, yeah, we've uh, we've been going for about two years now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one of the great things like I get to do when I get this show is I get to do my research and I get to listen to stuff and I get to, you know, hunt out people that like, I think are the next, you know, great thing in this, you know, sector. And you and Ian like actually reached out to me initially. And I, we like, I think you were my first or maybe second interview I did on another show. And I remember having the thought of like, when I first started listening, because I, I do what I always do, is I start from the beginning, I start going through it, and I saw the progression from, like, zero to whenever I was on, and, like, there was this, like, great, like, advancement, and I was like, well, I wonder how long they can keep this up, and I gotta say, from the time I was on till now, it, there's just been this wonderful growth and development, and there's such a unique voice that you two put out there, like, in the car world, like, you do, you, you kind of did what all lazy people do, where you get people on and you just interview with them and you make that the show you know what those slackers do uh, and then you kind of worked into this wonderful little repertoire between you and Ian and it's such a great uh, like back and forth and obviously you can tell your friends and you're hanging out in your little blanket for it but you, you really go like to your Rick and Morty's and to your like there's these shows out there that on the surface just kind of seem like very like, Oh, it's just kind of like lowbrow humor or whatever, but then they can go super deep and mental and then back up to the funny again. And you guys have hit that wonderful mark. Cause you could go from talking about Ian's gross Hobbit feet, like straight into talking about what's wrong with like infrastructure in the United States. And there's a seamless development and just watching and seeing that growth and development has just been so fantastic. And I really do think and I've said this before, but you guys put on such a great show. It's if someone's not listening to your guys' program and they have any interest in cars, they really need to go out and they need to check it out because it is. I I do think it's the best automotive podcast out there at the moment. I I really do mean that. Like what you guys put on, I think is probably the best in the business at the moment. Well, I I I really appreciate that. I I yeah I that we've gone through some phases on the show. Um, you know, and where, and, and we're certainly still at the point now where it does not feel like work. We're still having a good time doing the show. Um, but, you know, they, some of the initial phases of the show where we were kind of wondering about how we would be received, um, you know, and we've, we've always just said that we are not going to be, a, uh, we're not going to be afraid to be who we are. And if somebody doesn't want to listen to that, that's, that's okay. There's a million other podcasts out there. Um, you know, so we're not going to skirt around topics that we want to talk about, like politics or, you know, Ian's gross hobbit feet or, you know, my, uh, you know, cavity ridden teeth from uh, Taffy. But yeah, ultimately at its core, it is, it is the show Ian and Dave are friends. I almost said Ike and Dave are friends because we are. Um, but yeah, but uh, you know, it's, it's been interesting. Initially, we did, we really did uh, kind of focus on getting some interviews out of expanding our reach as an automotive show, and I think we've we've kind of started moving away from that a little bit. Where um, interviews are really few and far between now, um, 
we were focusing more on, you know, now that we are like, we are part of the Rocky Mountain automotive press, we are in the automotive press and focusing on kind of getting to getting access to different cars and, and correlating those cars to, to their importance in car culture and technology and, and how fun they are or how not fun they are. And, you know, we're making a, we're making a push into YouTube not just from you know the the audio version of the podcast with pictures but also like our chrysler pacifica video we're going to be you know making a huge effort to do more things like that that are really like true to the team clearcoat voice um you know that we hope are you know a unique uh breath of fresh air to the automotive community as much as yours is like you know we we really appreciate uh we really appreciate what your show is and what your show represents because it is, it is so accessible to everybody in the <laughs> automotive community that it is, it's like, it is such a refreshing voice to have somebody that is so not just has such a great voice of their own, but so uh, driven by fans and so, uh, so accessible and, and important to members of the automotive community. We, we really envy that. When I heard accessible, the first thing I thought of was like back when uh, you were in school. It's like, well, this is a very accessible book for someone of his age. Like, you know, just like, oh, wow. <laughs> wow. wow, yeah. Well, I think that I think the interpretation might say more about you than it does my compliment. I, yeah. See, see again, I got, cool. I got my Dave and I got my Ian, and I think that was more of my little Ian on this side. You know, like that's funny. Yeah, he, yeah. I mean, a compliment. Like, you got to fight back. Um, yeah, no, it's. Yep. Yeah, we, we're we're having fun. It is it. We're having a lot of fun, and I'm I'm excited for the what the future has for both of our shows. Yeah, as am I. And when when you guys are you know making buku bucks because everyone finally figures out what you're all worth, and they're paying you to give them. Ooh, see now that's the thing is people know they can bribe you with taffy now. See, so eventually right. you're going to be getting into these cars to review them, and there's just going to be like you're going to open up the center console, like look, plenty of storage for taffy, and it's just going to be like right. exploding out with taffy. Yep. If if we eventually get to that world, that would be fantastic. I'm surprised there isn't a Fiat 500 in my driveway right now because uh, that is the one car that did offer an optional espresso maker inside the car. Yeah. But, yep. Ooh, is that the espresso edition? Is that what it's actually called? Uh, I I don't know. It was one of those. Um, what's that company? Illy I L L Y. Yeah. That, yeah. They had a special little espresso maker that they that would go in the Fiat Five Hundred, and uh, yeah, I I don't think you could get more car to Dave correlation than that. I mean, right? You also can't yeah. get more Italian than that without like just having a hand permanently mounted where the uh, turn signal is, just going hey. Like, right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My my emotions are my turn signal. <laughs> yeah. Bastardo. Yeah. Like, see, excuse, excuse. Like, and just like. Right. Yeah. That right. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that that's that. Oh, that reminds me of a good story. So here's a, here's a good one to go out on because eventually I do have to get up and there's a little person who might wake up here soon. So, um, and I have to go get my daughter. You have to go wake up Dave or Ian rather. Yeah, screwed my own joke. Um, we'll just cut that on the editing floor. Um, there you go. So my my grandmother, my nonno, or my nonna, the already screwing it up. Need more caffeine, Ike. Um, is she immigrated from Italy here uh, along with my dad when he was very young, and never spoke really a word of English. And 
my brother uh, bought an 05 Mustang because my grandfather on my father or on my mother's side um, worked for Ford, so we got Fords for cheap. So the 05 okay. Mustang, uh, my dad and my brother, because my brother's still learning stick at this point, drive to like help work on like something in the back of the house. So they get out of the car. My nana's there. She walks up and she goes. She looks at the front of the car and looks at my brother and goes like, you know, the car. And my dad's like, yeah. And she goes, El Machina Ferrari? Like, because she sees the <laughs> horse. And I'm like, my dad's like, oh, no, 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 no. It's a, it's a Mustang. Like, see, si, like, a Mustang Ferrari. Like, no, 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 no. Like, okay. no. It, yeah. it, it's, it, 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 my dad, like, took, like, a half hour explaining to her, like, like, because my, she was also convinced the horse that was on a Ferrari was a Mustang for some reason. Like, someone told her that sure. in her childhood, like, I guess at some point. She was just totally confused and for, like, a while thought my brother had done really well for like a 17 year old like right which, yeah he has a ferrari yeah like oh my god it's a great yeah so yeah yeah it, it's so there's there's the italian courses through the veins on this side and but also the confusion and all that stuff and there's some great stories of like no one in italy uses their turn signals apparently which is just crazy to me and also you can drive the wrong way down city streets as long as you yell back in italian that's apparently okay. the law so there, there's, I, you know what? That's going to be one of my. I'm going to talk about that on the uh, Friday episode coming out this week. I'm going to make a point of doing that. I'm going to write a little right. note to myself right there. Well, I'm writing my little note to myself. Why don't you go ahead and tell people where they can uh, find all your fantastic stuff? Yeah, certainly. So, um, first of all, you should listen to the Untitled Car Show. Um, Boo. And you, should, <laughs> you should also, you should also listen to the Team Clearcoat podcast. Team Clearcoat, all one word. Um, it was the name was derived from Ian and I having cars that had peeling clear coat, and uh, and there we go. So uh, we're a podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Player.fm, whatever podcast aggregating services out there. Um, Google Play Podcasts. Uh, you can get all of our information at TeamClearCoat.com. Uh, let's see here. Uh, check us out on YouTube for sure. Um, yeah, uh, you know, give us a listen. Let us know what you think. Send us an email, teamclearcode at gmail.com. You can send us your ideas for FMK cars, and we'll play them on the show. Um, yeah, and there you go. That's about it. You can also yell at your Alexa to do it as well. So Yes, you, you can. Yeah, I love that video that you sent, because <laughs> if you could ever get AI to give up on the future, you would do it by asking Alexa to play our show. The The weird thing is, like, I, I've tested it out with my show, but I don't know if you have the same thing. Like, I hate hearing my own voice, which is a weird thing. Like, Yeah, I've had to get past that. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I'll ever get past that. Even editing, it's like, like, do I have to listen to my side of things? Like, yeah, I guess I do. So, uh, <laughs> I, I love – twice I've been caught listening to my own podcast, <laughs> by, by, uh, by my, once by my neighbor and once by my buddy Alonzo. Uh, you know, like they're like, are you listening to your own show? Like, yeah, I'm I'm that narcissistic. No, but I, I do listen to every episode we put out just for like quality's sake. You know, I I listen to the episode before uh, we put it up just to make sure everything's good. Um, you know, but yeah, I, I I've been caught listening to my own freaking voice. Yeah, I I gave another bone to pick with you. So I'm out driving with my toddler today. And uh-huh. after getting my coffee, because I like I need some fucking coffee, so I'm driving like 
there was a point like she's starting to like figure out like where certain things are located. So I drive okay. past the like best ice cream place in the area without any issue. And I got on the background as I'm chit-chatting with her, your program. So I turn, I go up, I get my Dunkin' Donuts and I'm coming back down and we're driving past the ice cream shop again. And I can see her in the rear view mirror, look at it. And then really loudly in the podcast, you say ice cream and she goes, ice cream. I'm like, Dave, no. <laughs> First of all, you cannot let toddlers listen to our show, Ike. It's awful. It will that is that is the like that's like giving a, a toddler caffeine. It will stunt her mental growth. Ike. Child Protective Services would step in on that, man. Ike, Ike. Put 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 on Radio Lab, man. Give her this American life. Like broaden her horizons. We're just we're we're just going to be like the the automotive podcast equivalent of lead paint for that child. <laughs> Team Clear Coat, automotive lead paint. I think that's that's a good tagline you shall all should use. It's it's one of those things. I got my little daily. I, I on the weekend I I find myself being more productive if I just got a little something going on in the background. So yeah, yeah, me yeah. too for sure. Yeah. So, so sometimes put on, my own. <laughs> your own podcast. So yeah. put it on, uh-huh. and I'll be driving around, and then I'm listening, and, you know, I'm having fun, but I'm chit-chatting with her, but then really loudly, Dave, just, ice cream, like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, ne- next time uh, next time I, we record a show, I'm just going to be like, all right, Santa isn't real. Bruce Willis <laughs> was dead the whole time. Ike is the Easter bunny, mm-hmm. um, and also the tooth fairy. Ice cream, ice cream, ice cream. Uh, those things at the grocery store that they won't let you buy, they're actually candy. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll just. Uh, I'll, I'm sorry. Like, I would always buy my my sister's kids like the most noisy, like insane toys. You know, like because yeah, I live 650 miles away. Like, yeah, I don't care. I'll buy them the noisiest toy possible, a set of drums, and also tons of batteries. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. I, I did the same thing to my brother for the same rationale. And then I had my kid, and then Amazon's a thing, and stuff would just show up at your door. Like, here's a loud, obnoxious thing, and if your toddler sees it, you're going to be listening to a cat singing, like, jingle bells for, like, the rest of eternity. And that's my life now. Yeah. Meow, 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 meow. Like, uh, like. (laughs) Yep. Yep. So I I think we tried wrapping this up ten minutes ago. But see, this is the issue. Is I, I enjoy chit chatting with you. You got such a clever wit, and everyone needs to go listen to you, Dave. So, uh, and also the Ian guy, he's he's okay too. Um, I really wanted you. I I, I was happy you answered. You don't have to tell oh, Dave that, like, or you don't have to tell Ian that. Man, I keep screwing that up. See, <laughs> like, is is that Freudian? Maybe. See, see, I, I deep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Uh, just want to say because Ian has no control over this. I'm in the blanket port alone. Uh, I... Ian is a fantastic guy, and I'm thankful for every day we get to do the podcast and every day we're friends. He must have some sort of weird psychic power because you started to drop out the moment you started saying that, like, which is crazy to me. Like, what does he have? Is oh he, no! Is he Magneto? Like, is he messing around with everything? <laughs> like, oh, I think he is. See, he knows. He's coming for you. Do you feel the hair standing up? I feel the hair yeah, standing guy, up. Corrupting the audio street. You guys know everything, man. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this was an interesting episode. Wow. So even uh, that, you're 
downloading all the torrented F. Yeah, it's because I'm downloading all the um, uh, Murano Cross Cabriolet Donk videos. I think that's what's going on. So everyone listen to Team Clearcoat and uh, exactly. go listen to Camel Walk. I think that's what we decided. So <laughs> this, is, yep. this has been a little bit more odd than usual. So uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. I, I think I'm going to call it there, Dave. So, bye-bye. Dave, right, hold on. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Well, you hold on a second because i got to say goodbye to you off air. So everyone else listening, I'll be right back. So, boop. I want to thank Dave so much for joining me this evening. Um, I want to thank everyone there for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, make sure to tell a friend, loved one, coworker. Um, just spread the word. It's always, you know, so satisfying to see us growing each and every week, episode after episode. Um, and thanks so much for putting up with kind of the spotty schedule of releases recently. Um, so hopefully that's come to a conclusion, but we will see. So thanks everyone again for listening. Have a good night. Have a good evening. Um, make sure to follow us on all the social media at Untitled Car Show. And thank you so much for listening. Please be safe out there.